it's the next level. And now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the melting pack, and it starts right now. Boy, thank you, Jerome. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the show, The Melting Path, the Next Level Network. Today is uh, today's a big day. We have a guest coming on. Well, it's already happened. It's not like, hey, they're coming in the studio. No, it's already <laughs> it's already done and edited and and ready for your consumption. And uh, it was really fun. I talked to Michael Scarborino from the band Quiet. And uh, did I say, I don't even know if I said his name right. I'm sorry, Michael. My sincerest apologies. I can't read out loud, which you will learn if you start listening to the show. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he, uh, oh, he, they appear in the band, by the way, appears courtesy of 258PR, of course. Why wouldn't Hope bring me another great person? Um, so Michael and I went all over the map on this one. Jennifer Aniston, World War II, um, artist development, production hacks. We gave a lot of good advice on the show and uh and i'm really excited for uh, to see if anybody takes that information and uses it for some reason um so that is coming up in just a moment so yeah today is a guest next week is a guest we're gonna get real next week and then i will be back with a real show after that and two things i want to talk about just before we get to the thing two things i would like you to think about and uh share your opinions with me so i can talk about them when i uh when i return ben simmons traded from the Sixers to the Nets, and Domino's is good. They're very different, by the way, these two things. Domino's is giving you $3 as a credit toward your next order if you go and pick up your own food and carry it home. And like if you do a carryout order, they're giving you $3 on a credit toward your next order. And I it just, I have so, there are so many things wrong with it in my head right now. I'm going to need some time to, to unpack it. So yeah, think about those two things. Ben Simmons, and Domino's, and uh, and let me know between now and uh, February 23rd. Let me know your opinions on those things so I can talk about them. I'll share your thoughts uh, when we come back. So there you go. That's I want to get that out, a little housekeeping. Um, no captain today. The Flyers are kind of in the all-star break still a little bit. So uh, hopefully the captain will come back when I do with a real show, and we'll go from there. But Pat, enough. You said you told Michael nothing's going to stand in the way. You're right. I did. I did. And again, I'm sorry. I feel like I've let you down. Anyway, the band is called Quiet. That's Q U exclamation point E T. We talk about that right off the bat, but figure maybe I'll mention it. I don't know. And uh, they appear courtesy of 258PR. You can find them at bandofquiet.com. I think I got that right. I got it right in the show. So if I got it wrong here, my bad. Yeah, we went all over the place. We played their new song, There's No Escape. And then, of course, after the credits, which I'll tell you about in, uh, well, in a moment for me, but it'll be in like 40 minutes for you. Uh, I, of course, asked Michael the most important question that I ask every guest. So that's enough of me right now. We're going to hit the thing, Jerome, and play our wonderful chat with Michael from Quiet. Let's go. That's much easier for me tomorrow or like next week when I put this together, because, man, <laughs> if it's not lined up, it's not happening. <laughs> hey, no problem. I'm all about making everybody's life and workflow easy. I get it. Oh, that's the spirit. Thanks, man. We're audio people. This is what we do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I forgot to put up my... Ah, it's fine. 
I usually have audacity going too, but oh, yeah? I forgot to do that this time. God damn it. <laughs> <sighs> Should we set another mark? No, it's fine. I'll just, it'll be all right. Um, it'll you just sure? be, we can do it. You know what? Yeah. Can we, I'm going to leave this in, by the way, I'm leaving this in the show. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, I don't care. It's more fun. Okay. Yeah. Let me get this. See, it's because I had to go to the bathroom. It threw me off. <laughs> Fair enough. Usually I'm ready by the time everything's good to go. And I wasn't. All right. Let's do this again. Okay, now we're going to start. Well, I'm leaving all that in the show. I'm just going to, I don't care. Sounds good. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody's going to be like, oh, you're unprofessional. I don't get paid. Listen, you want to pay me? I'll do it better. Hey, we're uh, humans. <laughs> this is what makes it fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you can say whatever you want on the show. Uh, you may be censored by the Super Mario coin sound effect, but just want to let you know, don't let that hold okay, you back. sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, oh, I have a question about the band name before we really jump in. How, so it's Q U exclamation point E T. Is that right? Yeah. So I'm supposed to say it like quiet. Am I supposed to like yell it or something? Uh, you can yell it. You can be silent or you could be at even range. It's honestly, however you connect with it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was thinking we'd have to, we'd start low and then we'd have to go up like, cause it's the exclamation point really brings us to a clip almost right yeah kind of <laughs> yeah, for audio people little. brings us to a clip there a little bit <laughs> <laughs> that's actually the most creative question that i've gotten about our name if that makes sense really <laughs> yeah that's actually cool usually people just like want to know the meaning behind it but as far as actually saying it uh, that was actually kind of fun oh well thank you yeah i, I want to get it right i don't want to i don't want to disrespect the band by getting it all wrong right Oh, no, you're totally good. <laughs> quiet is quiet, however anyone perceives it. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, thank you also for accommodating my very limited availability, by the way. I appreciate that. Oh, no problem at all. I'm really glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course, man. Yeah, having a newborn really puts a, a squeeze on oh. things I get to do. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, congratulations. That's thank exciting. You. Eight, eight months. He is. Uh, he's great. I wish wow. he would sleep through the night, but... <laughs> he'll get there i guess i don't know everybody keeps telling me he'll get there and all right let me know when thanks i have no fatherly <laughs> experience so i okay. will not try to coach you on anything <laughs> yeah i didn't either till eight months ago so <laughs> <laughs> all right well we can call you rookie of the year oh man well you'd have to ask him i guess <laughs> somehow i don't think i'd win the award if he's judging <laughs> good point <laughs> oh man um, all right, let's get down to business. I love asking musicians this question because I love the myriad of answers that I get. So when you sit down to write a song, because it's not just you in the band, there are several others. So when you come up with a, you're like, hey, we got to write a song today. Do you go in with an idea like a melody or some lyrics or does somebody else come in and say, hey, I've got this bass riff or I've got this piano part or something. And do you kind of go from there? Is it more collaborative? How generally... How do you put your songs together as a band? Oh, that's a great question, actually. So I would say Thank you. that the, yeah, you're welcome. The three of us kind of have our own methods. Me personally, I'm very like meticulous with my process in a way. I kind of need to like think of a certain melody or a feeling and I'll just sit uh, alone for 10 minutes with a stopwatch until I figure out what I kind of want to hear in each section and then I'll just pick up an instrument after that 10 minutes and just start playing out what I feel like is going on. I'll put it into a DAW and I'll just start layering stuff there by there. And then I'll bring it to the band. 
and then it becomes collaborative because now it's going to feel like it's written by quiet. And I love doing it that way in the beginning because it avoids a lot of writer's block. I'll get stuck every now and then with certain things. It's going to happen. But generally, it really lets things flow. I've never heard the stopwatch idea before. Is that something that you came up with on your own? Did someone suggest that to you? Uh, yeah, someone did suggest it to me. Uh, at one point, uh, I was signed with an artist developer, and uh, that's something that uh, a little trick that she gave me. What is an artist developer? What I've never heard of that either. See, I'm I'm learning all kinds of oh, stuff. Okay. Here. Well, um, the easiest way I like to explain it, um, artist development is all about pretty much teaching uh, any individual on what it takes to be an artist and you kind of have to know what makes an artist an artist between someone being a talent. Someone who has talent is someone who's really good at an instrument and whatnot and, you know, can probably write very well. But then an artist is considered somebody who either studies the process of, you know, maybe being successful with their art and is constantly working on their music or has a team behind them. So uh, with that said, artist development is all about uh, developing for a lack of better words, somebody into be, becoming a person who can manage all facets and corners of what it takes to be a successful artist, whether it be the songwriting or managing as an entity. So it's a lot. But also, I, I took a lot of spiritual lessons from it because it takes a, a certain attitude and positivity to keep everything together when you got a lot of hats to wear. And because it's basically like you're, you're learning how to run a business as yourself in a way, right? As an artist, because you're you're trying to make money. If you're really jumping in and doing this, like I released some music last year, finally. And right. so I would be somebody who just, I just did it on my own. And I had a, a great producer, his name's Danny Schmitz. I uh, did great, fantastic. Cool. And so, but like, I'm not looking to make money and like make a business. But if you're like with a developer, you're trying to learn like, hey, I can songwrite this, but also I have to market myself and I have to learn how to do this whole other side of the industry that maybe like I would have no idea how that works. Is that kind of how it went? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's literally all about being educated in those types of topics. That's insane. Uh, but also, like you said, you took a lot from it, which is, I mean, anything that, that you can learn from, you know, good or bad, you learn to do it this way or do it or not do it that way. Like that's always, you got to come away as a positive, right? Oh, absolutely. And you know, it's, it's great that you say that because I feel like my most valuable lessons come from any failures or mistakes I make. It's good to know the right way to do things, but if you really go out of your comfort zone a lot, and it's nice to find out many ways of what you should or shouldn't be doing. Because once you find out, you're probably never going to do that again. And the more likely, I'm sorry, the more less likely it is to have wasted time on your part. Yeah, you're more likely to learn from a loss than a win, right? Because if, you, if you're winning all the time, you're like, oh, we don't have to fix anything because we're, we're managing to win. But if you're losing, it's like, okay, we have to work on this and this and this to turn it around. Exactly. Yeah. I like in the band, I like to consider myself a problem seeker when it you know, comes uh, to something like <laughs> setting up a live show. When we do our rehearsals, we'll seek out any parts of our rigs or, you know, with our instruments and be like, okay, what could go wrong here and here? All right, let's battle test this and bring it to a rehearsal studio. And, you know, if we have a lot of problems during that session, good. That's when it should be happening. 
because now that we know about it, it probably won't happen during the show. And we've gotten pretty good at doing our live show. I'm very proud of it. So it's a nice little risk assessment that you do. So you're like, uh, this is a dated reference, but a lot, the guy in Along Came, Ben Stiller in Along Came Polly, right? <laughs> yeah, actually, yes. I'm I know that movie's about that, 20 yeah. years old, but it still yeah. applies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got Jennifer Aniston in it. What's not to like? You can't go wrong with Jennifer Aniston. That I've been telling people this for years. You, you can't go wrong, no matter how bad the movie is. Like she did one with Adam Sandler. It was, uh, oh, shoot. Just go with it, maybe. Yeah. And that movie's terrible. But Jennifer Aniston's fantastic. And I like Adam Sandler generally. That movie, we watched it the other day. It was fine. Yeah. But I'm like, all right, not not your best work, Adam. <laughs> uh, I, I would say like his best work's kind of plateaued after 51st Dates or Click. That was his golden days. I haven't seen Click. Is it is it really good? Yeah, that's a good movie. It, it gets right. a little sad, but overall it's great. Definitely. All right. I, I don't like Drew Barrymore, but I did really enjoy Fifty First Dates. Oh yeah, that's that's a classic, very quotable movie. Which makes no sense because like she's a main character and I, I can't she's annoying to me, but I really enjoyed that movie. Well, I guess it's kind of the lisp and maybe that attitude <laughs> some people don't like. <laughs> I don't know what it is because I love the wedding singer. Like the wedding singer is one of my favorite movies ever. That is a great film. Absolutely. Okay, now that's like a thirty year old movie. We're just gonna keep going further back until I get to Casablanca, I think. Yeah. Oh, hey, well, you know, I happen to be a World War II historian on the side, so I, I can take that far back. Oh, too. wow. I've, I've, I confession, I've never are. seen Casablanca. Oh, no. Oh, really? Oh, never seen movie. it. Not on purpose. I've never, it's not like, oh, screw that movie. I've just never sat down to do it. Gone with the Wind, same thing. Never seen it. Oh, that's fair. Well, if you ever have the time to, definitely do it. Maybe, maybe when your baby's asleep, if ever. Yeah, that'll probably <laughs> have to be like during the work day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's a long movie, right? Uh, Gone with the Wind, yeah. That's like the longest movie ever. But Casablanca is not that long. It's like right. an hour and a half, I think. He doesn't always sleep for that long, so we'll have to do that during the workday. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Maybe when I'm done here, I'll finish out the workday with, <laughs> with some Casablanca if I can track it down. Um, I don't know how we got to World War II historian. You know, I wish I would have asked you that beforehand. I could have come with some, some questions. Damn. All right. Oh, that's so is okay. that like your is that like your job? You're like a World War II person? Is that the thing you do? Um, that that's something on the side. That's always okay. been sort of like a serious hobby my whole life. Ever since I was a kid, uh, my dad was always very into uh, World War II because he had some relatives that were in uh, the Airborne and the Navy, and uh, I think uh, one was in the Air Corps. But I was always surrounded by all the artifacts, and uh, he always had movies on. But we eventually got involved in a, a historian group, and years have passed, and him and I kind of run the unit now, which is cool. But that's uh, awesome. Music is my main thing. Okay. Oh man, that's so. Are you going to do a World War II inspired album someday? Well, actually, in the past, <laughs> the band has done or a have music you? video. Uh, that's had my unit in it because uh, we have an old song called Another Round. Uh, this is before the band was called Quiet because um, we used to go by my last name when we first met. But the song Another Round was about kind of how uh, veterans uh, struggle with uh, returning to life on the home front after they've been in combat. So the music video portrays, uh, I, I play the main character in the video who comes home and is having struggle coping with what I've heard, like the sound of a cup banging on the table will just make me have a flashback or like you just show that I can't relate to the conversations in a room. 
So we wanted to depict that. And uh, we did a, like a fundraiser to support veterans uh, with a couple of organizations. That is fantastic. And I guess I didn't get to that. I didn't go that far back in your catalog. Maybe that's why. Because I went through all the quiet stuff. Just to, <laughs> That's like literally the least I could do is listen to your music. <laughs> and that's what I did. Oh, well, I'm sure <laughs> glad you did. Thanks. Well, that song is actually not online. It was taken down back in like 2019. But that song in the video can be found on our YouTube channel. We uh, decided to keep it up uh, in honor of uh, the military. Oh, that's good. All right. I'm going to put that in the show notes then when this episode comes out. Yeah, Because I, uh, I think that's a cool thing that people should see. And it highlights another side of you too, so. Yeah, sure thing. We'll put Go that up. It. That's awesome. Um, speaking of releasing stuff, albums, singles. So you have a new single out. We're going to talk about it. Um, and that's the last thing I'm going to ask you for this, by the way. Okay. And I'm going to have you just dish on the whole thing. Um, do you find that like releasing singles, has that always been the plan of like, hey, we're going to put out this one song and put all of our promotion behind it, see if that gets enough in- more engagement than like an album would? Is that something you even think about when you're putting out music? Or is it just, here's the new thing, here's where we're going, check it out? That has been the plan uh, for the last couple of years. It's, it's been all about the singles. Um, because we kind of, um, you know, when we, when we switched to being quiet in 2019, uh, our writing style and, uh, you know, the sound changed a lot. So we wanted to release things one by one to see how people felt. It was like a good way to test what our listeners liked and, uh, we could build from there. But, uh, after those three singles we did in, uh, like 2019, we decided that we'd like to do an EP, but still release singles first. Because we thought it would be nice to, you know, just keep people engaged, but then eventually just drop a, a bigger line of work. That's kind of the new way to do things, right? Where a lot of bands will drop single, single, and then, you know, four months later, here's the EP with, you know, three songs you already have. But it's always, it's like, hey, here's like dangling the carrot, I guess, in a way where it's like, hey, here's a little thing for you. And then we'll give you the whole thing once it's, once we're ready. So is that, is that kind of the plan for you going forward? Yeah, pretty much. And it's I find that most beneficial, especially for independent artists, because it's very budget friendly to how often you may or may not want to record. Um, Because, you know, it's not like, you know, 20 plus years ago or so where, you know, a band just made an album every two or three years. Even a lot of the major label artists like Muse or Bring Me the Horizon, they're releasing singles all the time. They're collaborating with other artists. So I just feel like it's cool in today's world how people will just keep on releasing music all the time. It, it keeps people engaged. I mean, every time I hear a new song from one of my favorite bands, it makes me more excited about being a fan because now I'll feel uh, more inclined to going back to the older stuff and whatnot. It keeps things fresh. So I think uh, with that in mind, we're definitely excited to keep on doing more singles after we have this EP come out in a few months. It's kind of the opposite of streaming TV, like binging TV shows, right? Where like Netflix will drop a whole season of something in a day and then you're done with it in 17 hours. (laughs) Whereas like that was kind of what bands did 20 years ago where, okay, you might get a single on the radio, but you wouldn't be able to get any of the songs until you had to go buy the record, right? And so now they're kind of, they've turned, a lot of bands have turned that around and said, you know what? We're going to give you the singles and then we're going to, Maybe as a sometimes as a surprise, like, huh. hey, here's an album, like here's eight more that you don't have yet. Yeah, that's so funny you say that. I've never thought of it that way before. 
very thought provoking. <laughs> Man, I am crushing it today. <laughs> yeah, you wow. are. Yeah, I once we got the, we got the thing at the beginning sorted. I'm really. I'm feeling good about this, man. Wow, thank you. Really good boost to the ego. We're in <laughs> contacts for the second time ever. My eyes are kind of weird, but I'm getting there. I'm, I feel good about this, though. This is working out. That, that's why this is the melting <laughs> pot, right? Everything has fallen into place into one good session. <laughs> it doesn't always work out that way, but I'm glad we're uh, glad we're on the right track here. <laughs> it takes two. <laughs> So, yeah, so people always ask me, how do you do this by yourself? I'm like, well, I don't have to get anybody else's schedule. And nobody, although sometimes I do miss bouncing stuff off people. But, you know, again, having a newborn really makes having a co-host or a guest difficult. <laughs> I can understand that. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. So this song, um, There's No Escape, it's your first release since before the pandemic or the beginning of the pandemic, which I hope told me one thing and I, maybe I read it wrong. Oh, so, um, um, it's actually our first release of the year. Um, we, we came out with another song called just go alone back in December. Uh, but before that we hadn't released anything since 2019. So this is our second single back releasing music since, uh, like post quarantine days. Okay. So I read it wrong. That's on me. Um, uh, hope it's not you. It's me. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> also shout out to hope. She's fantastic. Yes, she is. She was actually the last guest I had on the show. She's on my Thanksgiving. Episode. Is that right? I'll have to have a listen to that. Yeah. I was trying to get, I've been, I had been trying to get her on for like five years and we finally oh, wow. figured out a time to make it work. And we went for like an hour. It was fantastic. Hope had a busy schedule in her days of Vista. I used to love going to all their shows. Uh, she's a friend of mine. I'm pretty sure if you asked her, she would say I was her biggest fan because uh, every time I go to a show, I would start the mosh pits. Um, oh, look at you. There, there, there's a story <laughs> where uh, there was like a really, uh, it was on a hot day in a small club and I was a little uh, drunk after uh, my band, after Quiet had played and I took my shirt off and uh, other people did and there was a shirtless circle pit and uh, that's like her infamous story for like best crowd reaction in the show. Oh, that's right. No wonder she wanted to push you onto this show. I guess. <laughs> wow, another a, a Vista, a big Vista fan. I want that's that's great. I miss I missed them three times. I tried to see them and it just never worked out, and I was really ah, disappointed. Bummer. Well, yeah. their, their music will always have a special place in my heart. Um, I'm looking forward to Greg Almeida's project. He he has his uh, very first show with Secret Gardens next Friday. It was going to be tomorrow here in New York, but there's a snowstorm going on. So I got some snow here, too. I'm in, I'm in Northeast Philly. I got some snow here, too. Oh, there you go. Oh, wow. We're yeah. really not that far from each other. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah. Also, fun fact, I've had Greg on this show, too. Um, oh, awesome. Greg is the man. Yeah, we. I expected to go like fifteen, twenty with Greg. I think we went fifty-five. It we just went all over the map. He's fantastic. That, that sounds about right. Super creative <laughs> mind, down to earth guy. Definitely, definitely good for a show like this. Yeah, I think we're uh, we're supposed to have. I'm supposed to have him back on again. I was going to try to get him on um, to promote that Secret Garden show, but I don't think it's going to happen. But mm. uh, yeah, he he was yeah one of the most fun chats I've ever had. Fantastic. Oh yeah, he's the best. Yeah, so I've I've had. Well, there is a third member I haven't had. Their drummer, Mikey G. But I've had the two oh, main Mikey, people of right. Vista on the show, which is really like a really big get for me. I know I'm I'm supposed to be talking about you and your band, but <laughs> no, that's you know, okay. You're a Vista fan, so you'll appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's what I was going to ask about, like working, releasing things during these strange times. I know I hate when people say this, but these weird times that we're in. How does it feel to actually like get work done during this time? 
Uh, it feels very rewarding. I mean, especially because we were supposed to start releasing these songs in the middle of 2020. Um, we didn't even get to finish <laughs> recording them until the very end of that year, let alone the mixing and mastering process took until about uh, October of 2021. So it was very, very vexing to not really be able to put anything out. I wish it didn't take that long, but unfortunately, that's the hand we were dealt with the shutdown and I'm sure any band could tell you, any producer they were working with had a lot of, you know, um, backlogs of other projects to finish too. So unfortunately that was the reality, but now that we're here and we're about to release another song with more coming, we're very, very excited. It's like I said, it's not only rewarding, but I'm sorry, I can't even speak English. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> it's not only rewarding, but very reassuring because once you have some new content that's going out there to connect with your fans and, uh, you know, make some new ones that we're very excited to meet at shows down the line. Um, we're just very excited to start uh, meeting new people and uh, showing like the latest versions of ourselves, like a little uh, fact for about there's no escape. This is actually the first uh, song in our band's lives where I'm really confident about how I sound as a singer. I never really had that before. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And yeah, you said you can't really speak English. You'll fit right in on this show. <laughs> I I find like in the middle of a thing, like in the middle of a segment, I'm like, wow, I don't even think that was a string of coherent words together. That's just, it just happens. Sometimes, you know, from brain to mouth just doesn't really work out. <laughs> it does. They lost the connection. <laughs> and I've been doing this for many years. <laughs> I am thankful every day. This is no longer a live show because I did that for a while. And uh, oh wow, yeah, I, I get to kind of fix my mistakes now. I don't have to worry about any kind of technical issues. I can fix it or re-record it. It's great. Well, there's a difference between a movie and the play, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. I don't get the live feedback anymore, but it's more, I have a little bit more freedom in terms of how much I, I can do. It's great. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Every, everything's great. Um, uh, there was something else I was going to ask you, but I, it just, it's, it's gone now. See, this is just ah. what happens. The thought that's gone. Uh, it was something that you just said. And I was like, oh, let me talk about that. It's gone. It doesn't matter. Uh, something uh, about being a singer. Um, oh, you said this is the first one where you were like, yes, this is the sound that I want. How was that? Like, what did you feel about the other ones that made this one so special and stand out like that? Um, so it was more so how we approached it and how we started growing as songwriters and uh, producers. So the first few singles we put out in 2019, we did them with a producer who uh, did a really good job on everything. But it's just that we felt there was like a certain like quality or personnel or sorry, personality that we needed from, you know, another producer we'd want to work with. So uh, we eventually uh, networked our way to this man, Ryan Schumer, who's also here in New York. Uh, in fact, he actually attended college with uh, Mr. Greg Almeida uh, on Long Island. So I... I like it. Six degrees of Greg Almeida. I like it. Yeah, right. So that, that kind of <laughs> gave me a good indication that he had a good background with production. But we met Ryan and um, we got to know him and his whole background. And we just clicked right away because like me and Ryan have like the same sort of dry, but very humorous personalities. And it just was the perfect fit working together. But what really had the biggest impact on uh, recording the music and making uh, the sounds the way uh, it came to be um, was how he had us prepare everything. Um, when we decided the six songs that we'd like to record on the EP, uh, Ryan uh, came to us and said, look, I want you guys to record every single take layer instruments like crazy and uh just 
really re record demos like you're rehearsing coming into the studio and doing that gave me a lot of opportunity to just mess around with so much uh, you know decision making with how I'm going to layer certain guitars or add synths and pianos and uh, then Juliana and whiskey on how we're going to work the drums and bass respectively and then layering the vocals it was just a lot of trial and error and just after months and months of doing that it taught me a lot that I feel that the musician should be the producer in their own right, because if you know all the lingo and how to communicate with the producer, it's much easier to make decisions and you have much more control of your sound. So that pretty much defines how this whole project uh, sounded the way it does. And that's a kind of confidence I had never had before. And I'm even more excited to record new music with that mindset knowing that we've actually accomplished this now in a much better direction. Yeah. And you know, all of the, like, you know what the sound should be with the song, like you wrote it, you made it. So you know how it should sound. And so I, I love the idea of like, Hey, do a bunch of demos, like record takes, like it's the final mix every time or something, you know, something along those lines. So you have that kind of added pressure, I guess, of like, we, we have to get this, this certain way that we want. So we don't waste our time and money because studio time's expensive. Uh, exactly. That, that, that's exactly what Ryan's philosophy is. Even though it's a demo, you should want to have it sounding as close to the final product as possible. Because the sooner you figure out how you're going to get that sound, the much easier it is to get it when you're in the real studio and you can have time to mess around with other ideas that will enhance things. Plus, yeah, when you're trying to write a full song instead of like snippet and putting it together it's better to like, okay, this works this way, but it doesn't work for this last part. So let's tweak this a little bit. And having all of that done already by the time you get to the studio to do the master track, you're saving everybody a lot of time, right? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Work smart, not hard, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's very efficient. I like it. That is, I've never heard that of like, in terms of producing, I, that's a fantastic way to look at it. Everybody follow that lead. Any producers listen Tell your people to follow that lead. That's fantastic oh, advice. Of course. Uh, yeah, that, that's Ryan Schumer. You can find him on Instagram as Ryan Schumer Music. So if you're a band in New York that are, or anywhere that needs help, he's the man. I, I call him like our very own Rich Costi. He's a guy that's produced bands like uh, Muse and Paris and a lot of other big acts, uh, new alternative rock scene. Um, if like Ryan's our age, like he's, he's in his mid-20s too. I feel like he's going to be the next Rich Costi. Uh, just really blessed to be in his network and to work with him. That's awesome. Second Muse drop. And uh, fun fact, I'm in my mid-30s. Early 30s. Uh -oh. I'm old. <laughs> I'm old. I feel old. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, having somebody like... No, I'm not going to do that. that that's going to be ageist. I'm not going to say that. Uh, <laughs> but having somebody who's closer to your age and kind of knows how you operate I guess has to be really helpful. How's that? That works, right? It definitely is. That's not mean. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I see where you're going with this joke. But no, it's true because the first producer I ever worked with, he was actually uh, my guitar teacher. And uh, when I was like 18 or 19, he was in the 70s at the time. And he had a lot to offer and to teach me. And, you know, I took every lesson to heart. But of the course. problem was when it came to like, you know, producing music and like the new fashion that it is with all the new technology, I just couldn't really vibe with him anymore. So we finished our project. But uh, after whatever we did, 
that's when I met my bandmates, uh, Whiskey and Julie. And uh, when we wanted to go record music, we found someone else that worked way better for us, who was a little more than half less his age. And uh, <laughs> just seeing that for the first time was like, wow, okay, now it's like we have so much more resources and different ideas and we can actually think a little more clearly because uh i find that certain people can be a little stuck in their ways at any age you know whether you're 70 or you know in your 20s depending on how much experience you have or knowledge with working with gear and in the studio some people will might just be stuck in their ways but uh, i feel like the younger you get the more open-mindedness comes about so be flexible and uh Producers, tell your clients to record demos like there's nothing left after that. <laughs> great advice. We're doing great here, Michael. We're doing, we're having, this is a great session. I like this. I believe it. I'm having a good time. <laughs> People should pay us for this, I think. You're, we're giving out some great advice, and I, I think this is going to be valuable to no one. I don't know. Uh, this is a free show, everybody, so you're getting good advice for free. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so the new, the new song, There's No Escape. Uh, I love it. The ending of the song Thanks. felt like a bonus level almost like the ending kind of, you think the song's over and then there's a little more piano right at the end there, which I thought was great. I'm like, Oh, we got a little, like a little extra crumb at the end or like the last of the, uh, the last of the frosting at the bottom of the bowl. Um, so I want to know all about it. How did this one come together? Was this, uh, did you sit down and say, we, we need to write a song like this for the new EP or we need to have, I don't know. We want to go in this kind of direction with the, with, our sound now. So how did this song come together? How did this, uh, how did it work? Let's do it. So yes, uh, let's go crack the knuckles. Let's go. Yeah, And, and that was actually <laughs> a good crack. I'm very proud of that. Um, so uh, in the fall of 2017, uh, we had come out with an EP back then. Again, this is before we uh, declared ourselves as quiet, um, but we had a big show. But then a couple of days later, I was just hanging around and I happened to be listening to like a lot of emo punk inspired music. So uh, the guitar lead that you hear in the verse was the very, very first thing that I came up with. And then on Thanksgiving Eve, uh, when everybody goes out drinking that night, me and Whiskey decided to stay in and, and work on music. And it was nice. We had some drinks ourselves, but then we started working on the drums and bass with the guitar that we already had. And then little by little, we met up with Julie the next week and uh, we had like more of a fuller instrumental. But what happened was for the next year and a half or so, the song sounded cool, but not, there was something about the instrumental that was a little boring. It wasn't really engaging us. So we switched the drums and bass around a lot. And then I started adding guitar and piano together uh, to like create that like merged sort of sound. And then it started really popping. And right before we went to the studio, um, we had a friend of ours uh, who played drums and uh, he gave Julia a couple pointers on like some beats from other genres. And Julie just did what our friend said. And we're like, whoa, OK, that's it. That's the drum beat. And then that <laughs> naturally prompted Whiskey and coming up with another bass line that went good with that beat. And we're like, whoa, if we were confident about this before, now we're like ultra excited about it. But then I started writing the vocals in uh, the summer of 2018 after um, a breakup that I had. Um, oh, was, gross. Well, well, yeah. What was a little significant about it as an experience was I had never really, um, well, the person that I was with at the time, she was a singer as well and was involved on our local music scene. So with that and like 
the concept of social media, you know, living in a world where I just felt like we know too much about each other. It's like I could never get away from her unless I blocked her. So that's kind of where the chorus comes from. But then I was very inspired by the fact that, you know, when people tell their side of the story to one person that happened to be mutual acquaintances and their side of the story gets back to you, you start to wonder, like, who's really on your side anymore? And am I the seen as the good guy or the bad guy? So that just pretty much funneled the lyrics into the way they came to be. And um, I was always very proud of how it came out. In fact, uh, this past Christmas, my uh, parents got me like a plaque that has like a golden record with all the lyrics on it and the name of the song, because uh, they know how much uh, I love the song in general. So that was a pretty touching gift. That is fantastic. What a, what a tremendous idea. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, Julie said that uh, my mom actually reached out to her trying to find out what my favorite quiet song is and uh she figured out a way to get that answer out of me without wow shout out to mom on that one all right (laughs) so we got advice for producers for musicians and for parents here today so we this is the free advice show today everybody just take everything that we said i'll write them down for you in the show notes so you don't have to pick through but man (laughs) crushing it Uh, wow sorry continue no of course um so Yeah, I would say once it came to about the end of 2019, after we figured out the final things on the drums and bass, we were set to go. But uh, what I'm leaving uh, last for you on purpose, because this literally was the last thing that happened to the song, uh, that last section of the song where it's just, you know, the piano and all the like the echoey synths and whatnot, that literally was not written until we were actually in the studio recording it. I love it. I was I, I was tracking it. the piano one day and before I was about to like declare the session over whiskey was like no wait get back on the piano just try doing that same chord progression here but let's make like an outro and I'm like really but like I, I had an idea that the song could be a single one day I didn't really think that you know having another like 40 seconds to the song with that would really work but then when we uh I, I went and pulled in some synth plugins and uh and just made like the section a little more cinematic sounding in a way. I'm like, oh, wow, no, uh, he's right about this. This is a good idea. We got to have it. But uh, one other nifty thing that I did in the end was um, I wanted to have like some kind of uh, like reverberating crash sound with like a bunch of objects, you know, to make it sound a little creepy. So um, I told Ryan Schumann to set up a few uh, mics in the live room and then I just grabbed like a tissue box, my keys and my wallet, and I just started throwing things on the ground. So if you hear like the in in, like the background of that section, that's what that is. Me just throwing things. (laughs) That's awesome. Like it sounds fun. And also it's it was a little cathartic, I bet. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) You know, you come in with whatever you have going on in the day and you're like, you know what? We're going to finish this damn song. And I need to get uh, and just start throwing stuff. That's great. A what a great bit. plan. Yeah, to just slap on a little bit of reverb and delay to throw in objects, and you got yourself a really uh, large sounding impact instrument. And it doesn't, well, it might not cost you anything, anything extra, right? No. Because you already have that stuff. As long as you don't use <laughs> any uh, fragile objects like a phone or something. <laughs> yeah, don't throw your phone. <laughs> throw your keys, throw your wallet, don't throw your phone. <laughs> <laughs> terrible idea uh 
so yeah that, that that's pretty much the whole process um and yeah like i mentioned before th this is my favorite quiet song so far we have a lot of stuff coming up that i'm very excited about but i think this will stand the test of time for me for a while very proud of this track oh i love that i love to hear that i love to hear singers get excited about their stuff and i love to hear the whole process this was fantastic uh so yes you can be found let me see i wrote this part down uh bandofquiet.com right yep that's our website ah oh, look at me remembering to write things down uh so i do have one more question for you after we do the thing here but uh this sure. was tremendous and i thank you for joining me thank you for having me this was fun and uh oh well thank you for that have, and so have we're gonna play time <laughs> oh oh man we'll talk about we we got a whole bunch of stuff once i watch casablanca i'll have you on how about that sounds good <laughs> i'll hold you to that <laughs> i'm cutting that out of the show so nobody can hold me to it no um <laughs> <laughs> so bandofquiet.com the band is called quiet there we go we we'll yell at the end how does does that work for you? Oh yes. Yell it at the end. Great. Because uh, you want to get more excited as we go along, right? Oh uh, yeah. I, that's I don't what know. We're here for I think. I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess. Uh, so this is their new song. Uh, there is no escape. It's quiet. It's the Melting Pat on the Next Level Network.
There you have it. My thanks to Michael for joining me. The band is called Quiet. Their latest song is available right now. There's no escape. It's the Melting Pat, the next level network. Quick one, but I feel like I, I've really, I don't know, I felt, I felt better about that one than I have about other ones. I really got into that. So there you go. They again appear courtesy of 25 APR. My thanks to Michael. My thanks to Hope for setting that up. Oh my gosh, fantastic. Bandofquiet.com for all of their stuff. And there's no escape. Get the song where you get your songs and do the thing. Tell them I sent you and they'll go, oh yeah, that guy. Um, Stick around after the credits. The most important question that Michael and I went off on a couple other things too. So uh, lots of fun still to come for the show. But for the moment, that is it. There we go. That was a weird, I'm in a weird position here with the chair and the stand and all the stuff anyway. Uh, (laughs) That's all for today. Thanks for hanging out. TheMeltingPat.com for all of my stuff. TheNextLevelNetwork.com for all of our stuff. G-Love and Special Sauce with Cold Beverage. They're going to play us out as they always do. Philadelphonic.com for more from them. And that is all for today. We're good, right? Nothing else to... All right. Yeah, next week we have a guest as well. I'll be on vacation, but of course I'm not going to leave you hanging. So we're going to be recording that today. If you listen when this comes out, it doesn't matter to you. Because it'll be... It, it doesn't... You won't hear it until next Saturday. So... There you go. Yes. And then I'll be back on the 26th, I guess that would be, with a real episode. Again, want to talk about Ben Simmons a little bit and the Domino's thing. Uh, They're giving you money to pick up your order as a credit to your next purchase rather than paying their delivery drivers more money. So we will talk about that uh, at length, probably. I'll I'll do some yelling about it. It really bothers me. Uh, So yeah, let me know your thoughts on those two things and anything else that... uh, that happens between now and I guess the 23rd of February. <laughs> if you want me to put it on the show for when I come back, you let me know and uh, and we will have some fun and go from there. All right? All right. We are good, right? We're good. Great. Awesome stuff. Thanks again for joining me. This has been an 8 Boiler production. So until next time, my friends, have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. Wash your hands, wear your mask, get vaccinated and boosted when you can. And of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. You've been inside the Meltic Pat on the Next Level Network. Go crap open a cold one. Yo, could I get a cold beverage? I need some leverage. A sweaty outside, some lemonade will be nice. Of a spice from the shop to a
Michael, you're not off the hook yet. I have one more question. Shoot. I ask this of all of my guests, and I do judge you based on your answers. So I need you to think about this. Don't just blurt it out. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yeah, it is. See, this is this is why I wait until the end. I'm now I'm just disappointed in you. It is. It's a piece of some kind of meat or ingredient between a breaded object. The bun might be in one piece, but it's very common to break apart into two. So, sandwich. Okay. We've right. added condiments. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm, See, this I'm, is why I'm, I I'm judging you for not agreeing okay. with me. So this okay. is a two-way street. I mean, it's not. It's not a sandwich. It, it's the hinge of the bun makes the hot dog its own category entirely. Because when you order, all right. So you're go, you go to a deli, right? You you live on Long Island, right? I do. You got a lot of delis around, I'm sure. We have lots of delis. Walk into a deli, ask for a sandwich. I can guarantee you none of them are going to assume you want a hot dog. All right, man. How technical are we trying to be right now? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? <laughs> I, 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 feel like, I feel like, okay, I would never walk into a deli and ask for a sandwich and say hot dog. Like, of course, because it's a classification of its own. All right, I guess you kind of just disproved my theory by me saying that right there. Uh-huh. Okay, I uh-huh. surrender. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 we did it. You broke <laughs> One me. more for the good guys. <laughs> so I'll ask you again, since you, since you have changed, you've seemed to change your mind. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No, it's not. You have come around. 
Yes. I, I've yes, come around like it. Billy Joe Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of dated references, man, we got a little more recent, though. I, I was going back to the late 80s. You at least went mid-90s. Good for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm from the mid-90s, and I grew yeah. up with two siblings from uh, the late 80s, so I was definitely very well uh, raised with a lot of 90s culture, music, and uh, TV shows. <laughs> so you got the good stuff, and your siblings are old enough to do to give you 80s, right? Oh, absolutely. I got yeah. I got Rocco's Modern Life, Beavis and Butthead, Rocket Power, all that good stuff. <laughs> you got the best of all the worlds, I think. You came in, I'm like, you you came at like right the best time for all that stuff. You maybe like you and I are kind of in between. I'm I guess I'm a couple years older than you, but uh yeah, right in line with all that fun culture stuff. And now it's all on Paramount Plus. Jeez. Yeah, Paramount Disney Plus. Yeah. <laughs> hey, at least you have total access to it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can watch it and see if hopefully it holds up. <laughs> <laughs> Rocco does. I can tell you that. I've been watching it with my son at four in the morning. When he's oh, up absolutely. to eat. I, and, I love uh, that it, you do that. That's awesome. <laughs> it holds up. Yeah, we, we put it on. I just I actually we watched he and I together. I mean, he was sleeping most of the time and he was, you know, three months old, but we watched all of Legends of the Hidden Temple, like the original show. Oh wow. We just watched the whole thing. It was great. I watched the new one. It sucks. Don't want don't waste oh, your time. Okay. <laughs> uh it's just disappointing. They don't show the whole game being played. It's like a they cut to people like making quips or doing stuff. It's just I was really disappointed. Uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's like part of the whole fun of the show. What a bummer. Yeah, you don't really see the full game being played. It's different yeah. stuff. I was, all right, <laughs> I I did that on the show. I don't want to go off on it again. But uh, <laughs> it was kind of it was a bummer. But yeah, well, you had yeah, to all have been there that, for the real day, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You kind of, I mean, you know, sign up for Paramount Plus and watch the original. You'll be all right. Yeah, <laughs> it'll take you a while. There were a lot of episodes. <laughs> yes, yes, there were. There were a lot of those, but. Yeah. Oh man, we came up in the right time, and we came we came together. I think at the right time because we got to talk about Vista and how great Greg Almeida is, and he's gonna love this. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. I'll tag him in this. He's gonna love it. And I'm glad you came around on the correct answer to the question. Eventually, I did. Eventually, <laughs> <laughs> not everybody does that. Some people get, uh, as we said, stuck in the mud. But uh, you saw the error of your ways, and I appreciate that. Hey. Sometimes you just got to have the third person observation on yourself. <laughs> a little out of body experience to figure out what's going on, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I didn't tell you, this is going to be out the day after the song comes out. Okay. So by the, I, we, I probably should have mentioned that at the time. I'll mention it in the intro that by the time the show is up, the song will be available. So, so that'll be February 12th. Yes. So it comes out the 11th. Cool. Sounds yes. good. Can't wait to hear it. Yeah, we're good there. So. That's good. I'll need some time to edit this together because there are two tracks and not just me. So, <laughs> so this is, uh, very well. No, dude, this was awesome. Uh, thank you yeah. for joining me. Thank you again for accommodating my very limited schedule. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, no, of course, Pat. Honestly, uh, we've had a lot of podcast interviews the last week and a half. Uh, I think this one's my favorite so far. Oh, man. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. That, that means a lot, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, you're most well, that my little show can bring somebody joy. I appreciate it, man. Hell yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, I'll I'll tag you when this all goes up, and I'm well. I'll actually tag you right after, saying like, "Hey, we just did a fun thing to okay. get people uh, thinking about us." Sure, sounds good. And then uh, yeah, when it comes out, I'll I'll tag you, and hopefully, do you want me to send this to you beforehand? Do you want to review it, listen to it, and take anything out, or 
Oh no, go ahead. I I don't okay. think I don't think I've said anything that would make me doubt anything. So uh, at your discretion, <laughs> sir. <laughs> okay, I like to ask just in case somebody wants to take a listen and and maybe say, hey, pull this out. I don't like that. Or one time somebody pulled it out themselves. So like, hey, I pulled out this oh, thing. Wow. Like, all right, hey, it's hey, it's you're you're representing you. So you don't want me to you don't want me to put it on there. I won't. So hey, well, you know uh, what? <laughs> I I like to keep the human element of a show like this intact. So you know, to wh- whatever you like, I- I'm happy with that. All right, awesome. Well, I appreciate your time, sir, and uh, thank you very much. Uh, you as well. Have a nice weekend, Pat.